The Home Ranch by Ralph Moody, copyright 1956, University of Nebraska Press. This is Opa, and it is fun to sit here with chapter 25 in front of me. It's called Swing Over. Father, uh, you made the horse, and you made him trainable. In fact, in your word, James even talks about the bit and how it's used to turn the horse and the amazing things that... Uh, being able to control the, the, the mouth of the animal can do to help us interact with the rest of the animal. Thank you that you use things like um, your word and our friends and our parents and people around us to direct our steps so that we stay obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. When Mr. Batchett hired me, I thought I was going to spend the whole summer on trading trips. And when we picked our horse strings, I thought Sid was going to be my partner. But things didn't work out that way. After the dust storm trip, I spent most all my time at the home, on the home ranch, and things just sort of worked themselves out, so Hazel was my partner. When Mr. or While Mr. Bent and Ned rounded up the stock in the forenoons, Hazel and I hunted out the new calves and any sick or lame cattle. Then, in the early evenings, we'd all work together, cutting, booking, and making up the trail herds for the trading crews. Hazel had ridden with her father ever since... She was big enough to sit on a horse, but that summer was the first time she ever worked as a hand. Mr. Bachelet had her father put her on the payroll at 50 cents a day, and she didn't have to wash dishes or take care of any, take care of the baby. And even if she was a girl, she was a good partner for handling milk cows. She didn't play around when we were working, and she didn't try to push all the dirty jobs off onto me. There was never a day when my job on the home ranch wasn't fun, but evenings were even better than the days. When the trading teams were away, we had supper as soon as the day's sweep of cattle had been cut and sorted. Sometimes there was an hour or so of daylight afterwards, and Hazel always pestered me to teach her more riding stunts. Mr. Dent Bent didn't want me to show her any new ones unless he was with us, and he didn't have a spare minute during the first week I was back from the dust storm trip. Most of the really good tricks I knew were ones that High Beckman and I had done together. I couldn't teach those to Hazel because I was neither big enough nor strong enough but there were a couple of solo tricks that I thought she might learn. One of them was done by crawling all the way around a horse while he was at a full gallop. All it took was two loops of strap on the cinch, a little timing, muscles strong enough to keep tight against the horse's belly, lots of practice, and not being afraid. High had made me practice a trick on a standing horse until I could do it like a, ground, like a squirrel going around a cage. After that, I'd never had any trouble in doing it on a running horse. If the horse was well trained for the somersault trick, there wasn't much to do. There wasn't much to the other solo stunt. With a horse in a hard run, I'd take a shoulder stand on his neck, bracing my chest against the horn's saddle horn. When I'd hiss, the quick stop of the horse would throw me forward, feet first. My by arching my back a little and spreading my arms wide, I'd travel in a quarter circle and land on my feet in front of the horse. Neither of the tricks was hard, but of course, there was always danger of being trampled if I fell. Every evening that first week, Hazel and I practiced the somersault trick a dozen times or more. But the better she could do it, the more she pestered me to show her new stunts. I wouldn't do it, but finally I told her that when she could do five somersaults in a row without a bobble, I'd talk to her father about new tricks. Saturday evening, she did seven somersaults and landed on her feet every time. After I told Hazel I talked to her father, I riveted straps on my cinch and practiced a little with pinch. When everything, when everyone had gone to bed, first standing and then running. With his being used to the somersault trick, it didn't take much teaching for him to learn the new ones. 
Then, Sunday forenoon, when Mrs. Bent, Jenny, and all the children were at Sunday school, I asked Mr. Bent if he'd go down to the little practice meadow with me while I showed him a couple of new tricks. At first, he shook his head, but then he said, Being it's Sunday, and after you kids done such a good job this past week, I'll go along with you for half an hour. But don't get no IDs. This is going to be a regular thing. Trick stunts is fine for roundups, but they ain't no good around a cow ranch. Kill too much of a man's time. If I let you show Hazel another trick, you tell her to quit pestering the life out of me to come watch her practice. Well, I said, I told her she couldn't even see me do these tricks unless you saw them first and said she could learn them. They wouldn't take but a little of your time. Most of all, the early practicing has to be done with a standing horse, so you wouldn't have to spend hardly any time with us. Get your horse saddled then, he told me. I'll spare you half an hour, but understand me right. This ain't going to be no regular thing. Mr. Bent watched me do both tricks three or four times. Then he shook his head and said, Don't you never let Hazel see you do them stunts, and don't you be doing them yourself while you're around here. They're too dang dangerous. One of slip and you're a goner. All right, I won't, I told him. But I could teach Hazel, Hazel to twist a little in the air on the shoulder standing trip trick and to land at one side. Then a horse couldn't run over her if she failed to make a full stop. Ain't one trick enough, he asked a little crossly. You kids get all hit up over trick stunts and you won't be worth a Nicholas Cowhands. Short-handed with Tom away, there won't be no time for playing. Besides, them tricks is too dangerous for any girl. It looked as if our trick riding was just about over and I knew Hazel would be mad at me for not doing a better job with her father. We turned the horses and were riding out of the little meadow when I got an idea. I know how busy, busy we are now, I told Mr. Bent, but I know a couple of tricks that aren't very dangerous, ones you could teach Hazel yourself after the busy season is over. I can't explain them very well, but if you could spare a few more minutes, I could show you how they work. Mr. Bent was riding along with his face set hard when I started to talk, but when I'd finished, he was looking at me as if he were real interested. Betcha my life, he said. If it won't take more than five or ten minutes, Helen's due to raise hob if I don't have the kettle on and spuds boiling when she gets home from church. The two tricks I wanted to show Mr. Bent were ones that High Beckman and I had done together at the Littleton Roundup. They depended on a lot on timing and horse training, but even more on one rider's being twice as big as the other. I was pretty sure that if Mr. Bent tried them once, he'd want to be able to do them with Hazel, and that he might be a bit more willing to, for us to practice a little. As we rode back to the bottom of the meadow, I said, For the easier trick, I stand on the ground facing you with my left arm held out at a high angle. You race your horse past me with your left arm held out and down to meet mine. If our wrists hit right together, our hands will grab hold all by themselves. I'll have kicked my right leg up just a split second before our arms meet, and then all you have to do is hold on tight, and I'll go flying up and land behind the cantle of your saddle. If our hands miss, I'll take a tumble, but it isn't any worse than falling down when you stub your toe. And by the time I'm down, the horse will have run past, so there's no danger of being stepped on. The pickup trick wouldn't work when Mr. Bent tried to use his bay. It shied off when it passed me, and our hands missed, but old Pinch was getting used to tricks. When Mr. Bent tried him, he ran past me perfectly. Our wrists met. Our hands grabbed hold, and I went sailing up behind the saddle smoothly. I barely landed when I asked, Don't you think that would be a good trick for you to teach Hazel? Betcha my life. Betcha my life, he sang out. Want we should try it again, so as I get a hang of it good? I guess Mr. Bent forgot about the potatoes. Anyway, we tried the pickup trick at least a dozen more times, and on five of them, I went up behind the saddle. I took a few nosedives when our hands missed their hold, and I broke open the cracks I got in my lips during the dust storm but they didn't bleed much or bother our practicing. After the fifth time I'd gone up behind his saddle, Mr. Bent turned his head and asked, 
Didn't you say there was two tricks I could hear? Maybe learn Hazel? I nodded and said, The other one is harder to learn. You'd have to practice a lot before you could do it good. How does it work? He asked. Well, I told him it has to be done with two horses running side by side at a high gallop and in a perfect step. I ride at your left and we lean toward each other with our arms up and bent into an arch. After we've taken a good tight double wrist hold, you straighten up, jerk me out of this, my saddle, and swing me over your head in a, in a half circle. As my feet touch the ground on the far side of your horse, I bounce hard so you'll be able to swing me back into the saddle. All I have to do is the bouncing, but you'll have to hold the saddle real tight with your knees or you'll get pulled off balance. It's better to practice with the horses standing still until we get used to doing it together. I thought we might try the trick a couple times, but Mr. Bent didn't want to stop until he could. we could do it smoothly. It will never be very smooth until we do it with the horses running, I told him. If they're, going to, if they're going real fast, I can bounce hard enough that you can swing me back as smooth as a steam of oil. Stream of oil. Hyde Beckman says that when I land with them running, it winds the muscles in his back and shoulders up like a mainspring. I think that's a good part of what makes the trick work. Wouldn't doubt me none. Sounds reasonable, Mr. Bent said. Well, we should give it a try. We ran the horses together a couple of times, but Mr. Bent didn't try to swing me out of the saddle. Old Pinch didn't like having another horse running close by him. He kept snapping at Mr. Bent's bay and driving him far enough away that we couldn't get a wrist hold. Right after the second run, Mr. Bent looked up at the sun and sang out, Great bulls of Boshan! Where do you reckon the time's gone to? Helen will skin my hide off for not getting them spuds on the boil. From the first high hill, we saw the buckboard coming way off to the east, and Mr. Bent raced to the house in time to have a fire built before Mrs. Bent drove in. That Sunday, the dairy hands had driven off to town as soon as the morning's milking was done, and Ned was, had gone when we finished our forenoon's work. So I was the only hired hand on, on the home ranch at dinner time. Jenny didn't bother to set the table in the check house, and Mr. Bent invited me to eat with the family. We were hardly down at the table when Kenny began trying to tell me things Hazel had said about me, but she got so mad that Mrs. Bent had to tell him to keep still. He sat for quite a while, just calling out, Pass the meat, pass the spuds, pass the gravy. Then he looked over at me and said, Betcha my life, you can't ride better than Ned. You fell off Jack, and he didn't. Ned was never an old uh, Ned was never on your old donkey, Hazel yapped. If you children can't behave, you can both leave the table, Mrs. Bent said sharply. I won't have no squabbling. For a while, the talk was about the minister's sermon that morning. But when Jenny was bringing in the pie, Mr. Bent asked Hazel, When I should saddle up my pinto after you've done with the dishes, gal? After you've helped with the dishes, gal? Before Hazel could answer, Mrs. Bent cut in. Ain't she rode enough this past week? Why didn't you keep Ned to home if you need an extra hand this afternoon? Oh, I was in aiming to work on her none, Mr. Bent said. Just wanted to see if we had some horse that would hold a gate along with Pinto. Old Pinch, he's too ornery to work double. And there's times it comes in right handy to have a matched pair to work close alongside one another. Well, I guess that's all right, Mrs. Bent said, as if she weren't quite sure. But I don't know what's got into the child of late. She wouldn't stay off a horse long enough to sleep if I didn't put my foot down. Hazel's toe touched my leg under the table. Then she looked up at her father and said, This little dab of dishes won't take over five minutes. I'll be right out. As soon as Mr. Bent and I were outside, I said, If you were thinking about that swingover trick, Lady has done it lots of times with high me, and it doesn't make much difference about the other horse. She'll keep pace with it. How's she on the pickup trick, he asked. By that time, I was sure that Mr. Bent wanted to show Hazel the new tricks, but Lady was only good for the swinging over one, swing over one. So I said, I guess we'd better better 
take both Lady and Pinch along. She's not very good at the pickup trick. Wouldn't want to ride Pinch down to that little meadow and lead your mare, would you? He asked. I don't generally like ride no horse that ain't in my own string, and the women folks might get to wondering. I rode Pinch and led Lady down to the little meadow. We hadn't been there three minutes before Mr. Bent and Hazel came racing in. He was on the same bay he'd ridden that morning and stepped down as he slid it to a stop beside Pinch. For a second or two, I wished I had been wall-eyed so I could watch both Hazel and her father at the same time. She was making (laughs) handshaking signs behind his back while he winked in motion for me to get down off Pinch. I could only guess that Hazel was telling me I'd done a good job in getting her father to let her learn new tricks. But I knew that Mr. Bent won. I knew what Mr. Bent wanted, all right. He sort of kicked the foot up when he winked at me, so I winked back as I stepped down out of the saddle. When Mr. Bent put his saddle on Pinch and rode off toward the end of the valley, Hazel watched him as if she thought he'd gone crazy. She looked at me puzzled and said, You ain't going to learn Pa my Somerset trick, are you? I wanted to surprise Hazel as much as I could, so I stepped in front of Pinto, looked up at her, and said, No, he's going to show you a trick of his own. As I spoke, I nodded my head to show Mr. Bent I was ready, but I didn't take my stand or raise my arm until he was nearly abreast of me. Then I shot it out, kicked high with my right foot. High Beckman and I had practiced that way, but with the riders having a target for uh, riders having a target to aim for, it was pretty hard to get a wrist hold. But without the riders having a target to aim for, it was pretty hard to get a wrist hold. Mr. Bent and I were lucky that time. Our wrists slapped together squarely, our hands grabbed their hold, and old Pinch didn't even slow down until well after I was sitting behind Mr. Bent. I was kind of proud of the way our trick had worked and thought Hazel would be proud of us both. But when her father pulled Pinch around, she was beating her fists on her saddle horn. You cheat, you cheat, you cheat, she shouted. You're both cheaters. You're too busy to go to Sunday school, but I have to go, don't die. Then while I'm gone, you ain't too busy to learn Pa the tricks you promised to learn me. You're cheaters, you're cheaters. This wasn't any trick I was going to teach you, I told her. I'm not big enough to do this one with you. I showed it to your father so you and he could do it together. Well, Hazel changed quicker than any girl I ever saw. She'd been madder than a cat with a clothespin on his tail when I began explaining to her, and by the time I'd finished, she was off pinto and hopping around like an Indian in a war dance. Can we do it now, Pa? Can we do it now? She almost shrieked. I've seen everything he'd done, and I could do every bit of it. Can we do it, Pa? You just keep your garters tight, he told her. This trick ain't one you can learn in no half hour. Hazel buttoned up her lips so tight they turned white and looked from one of us to the other. Then you're even worse worse cheaters than I thought you was, she told us. You've been practicing behind my back ever since, ever since. No, we haven't either, I told her. We've only tried it a few times this morning, but I've been practicing it for three years. In this one, the writer doesn't have any, doesn't need to have very much practice. When I said that, I didn't think about it sounding as if Mr. Bent wasn't very important in the trick, but I guess that's the way it sounded to him. That's right as rain, gal, he said. Well, we got another one where most of the job's the old man's. Won't we should show it to you? The swing-over trick looked to be the hardest of all, but if the horses ran shoulder to shoulder, there wasn't much to it. With Lady trained to keep pace, I wasn't much worried about our having trouble, but I had Mr. Bent put his saddle on her, and I rode Pinto. He'd be the horse Hazel would ride when she did the trick, and he needed to get used to my leaving the saddle and coming back to it. We only tried the trick once with the horses running, and it didn't work too well. Pinto shot off when he saw me coming back toward him through the air, and I almost missed the saddle. It scared Mr. Bent a lot more than it did me, and after that, he wouldn't even let Hazel try it with the horses standing, but he promised that he'd come out and practice with us after supper on evenings when we got through with our work early. 
Maybe we all worked harder and faster after that Sunday, but when the trading teams were away, there was always time for an hour's trick practicing after supper. At first, Hazel had to practice a swingover trick with a standing horse, but she learned so fast that she'd done both the new tricks at a hard run by the end of the first week. That's pretty cool. Love you guys.